Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lows to Highs podcast, going inwards and growing up. If you're new here, my name is Karin and I am your host. This podcast is all about mindfulness and personal development by exploring the honest complexities of being a human. So what does that mean? You'll find out in this episode and all the previous and the future ones. If you haven't already though, check out my first episode um, just to get a deeper sense of what this podcast is about, what to expect, along with a background of me and why I created a podcast. So as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking all about how to change your perspective on low moments and actually appreciating them. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this as my first episode was because if you haven't noticed already, my title of my podcast is called Lows to Highs. And so I just really wanted to unpack that and give full context of what I mean by lows to highs and then going inwards and growing up. I'm sure you've been there. Or you might currently be there where you feel stuck, you feel sad, lonely, lost, confused, or it could be just like you feel off and you don't you don't know why or you can't even describe or pinpoint what it stemmed from. And usually for me at least, what happens when I'm in this negative toxic headspace, my ego kicks in and she says how could you be feeling this way because you have so much to be grateful for like look at your beautiful life and your job and your house and your family relationships and your friendships and all of these beautiful things like why are you feeling sad like get over it and often when that happens it becomes even more frustrating because you're kind of guilt you feel this guilt of feeling sad or lonely or in a negative headspace because you know there are things you could be more grateful for, right? And I have been there countless times and I know for a fact I'll be there again sometime soon. Like right now I'm feeling really great. I'm pretty happy. A lot of the things in my life are moving in a great positive direction, but I also know sometime soon, like something's going to happen, something annoying or unpleasant or things might not go my way. And I know that soon something like that will come about. But I really wanted to talk about how important it is to change how you view those current or future low and negative emotions, feelings, or moments. And If you just rewind 20 seconds, you could tell by my attitude how even though I know something low or negative might happen in the future, I'm open to it. I'm not like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not stressed about it because I know it will happen and I know I will get through it. And with that though, I'm sure you've also experienced really high moments, you know, when everything in your life feels aligned or you feel like you're finally healing and letting go of someone or that things for the first time are working out in your favor, whether that might be you getting a job you dreamed of or the person you admiring finally telling you that they like you back or you finally got a grasp on the relationship you have with your parents. You know, like those are the positive experiences that I know for a fact you've thought about or you've experienced. And if you can't pinpoint what 
a positive experience you may have had recently, spend some time thinking about it because the more grateful you are, the more positive will flow into your life. But the thing is, when we think about negative experiences, right, we typically think of this, this is the mindset we typically think about in. We go, things aren't working out or I'll never get over this. We might even play the victim card, like, why is this happening to me? Why can't my life be easy? What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? And we go in this cycle of self-depreciation where we spiral and we end up thinking about things or worrying about things that we know we have no control over and deep down like we don't really care about those things it's just that it starts from one place and because we're in this negative self-depreciation moment we end up spiraling into all these other topics in our lives that have no relation or correlation to what the problem is that we're facing currently but we start to build up those negative emotions one thing after another And like I do that even though I'm a very present, positive, optimistic person, sometimes I do find myself in that spiral. But because I've spent so much time like prioritizing the awareness that I have, I am able to catch myself when I am spiraling and I'll just be like, all right, Kadeen, why are you thinking about this? Like that has no correlation pause, unpack it, and then let's move on. And if we need to feel something that we really need to feel, let's feel it. You have 30 minutes, you have an hour, you have two days to feel what you need to feel. If you need to cry, cry. But let's stop the spiraling. And it's through that act of awareness that I'm able to catch myself in those moments and shift how I'm dealing with them. And the more that I've done that, and by that I mean the practice of being aware when I am in a negative headspace and I'm about to spiral, quickly I believe and I realize these this thing that I'm stressing about or this moment that feels like the end of the world for me, whether I'm be, you know feeling confused or I'm feeling sad or lonely or stressed or unhappy in whatever way, I now know those are blessings. They are truly moments that we need to appreciate more. And we're actually very lucky to feel these things because whenever you're feeling sad or you're feeling stuck, whether you're feeling confused or heartbroken, your body and your mind are both telling you something is wrong. It tells you you're not growing. It tells you this person is not making you feel happy. It tells you this job is not fulfilling you or this environment is not serving you. And it allows you to see, oh, wait a minute, I'm not content with my life and I want to be something more. I want to experience something more. I want to feel something more. And it's in that momentary, 
And that's the thing. All of these negative and high moments, they're all momentary. You're, you can't feel positive all the time. You can't feel negative all the time. Like if someone tells you, oh, I'm such a positive person. I see the light in everything or I see the good in every situation. You know, that's bullshit. But like they're able to catch themselves when they're aware, which can shift their perspective on things which could be positive. But when something shitty happens to all of us, our first in- instinct it's, isn't to be like, oh, like, you know, like someone scratched my car. Oh, great. Like, that's good. It's like, no, you're going to be pissed, right? But with those momentary situations or experiences, that is the in-between period where really, really awesome things can happen for you. That could be the moment where you're like, I'm done with this crappy job. I'm done with this relationship that is not serving me. I can't live in this house anymore. I need to move out. And that's when you can change what your future can hold by taking advantage of that present moment to positively affect what's to come. So those negative moments, they allow you to see things more clearly. It allows you to make critical decisions that will benefit your future self. It tells you where you should be leaning in and where and what you should be stepping away from. So what I'm trying to say essentially is that low moments are what fuel us. They essentially shake us up, they wake us up and force us to rise stronger than ever before. And what those low moments do for you is, number one, it teaches you a lesson. Number two, it prevents you from going through the same thing again. And number three, it allows you to take control over your life, which is such an empowering idea. The fact that we really do control our realities and it's in that negative experience that we are essentially woken up and realizing that, wait a minute, I have the power to fix this or I have the power to shift or change this. So I just said a lot. (laughs) So let's unpack that a little bit. So I think what would be helpful is if I give you guys a couple of examples of what I mean by appreciating and learning from negative experiences and being aware in order to do so. So I have two topics or two examples and some of these you might relate to to the T. Some of them might not feel or they might not be anything that you've personally experienced, but it might be something that you've witnessed of a friend or a family member that could be helpful for them to know about. Or this just might be great insight for you if something similar does happen or if you know you, you just want an example of how to go about certain situations because essentially we all experience the same things more or less in different varying degrees, but I feel like either way it would be helpful. So first example, career and job. <laughs> so a little backstory, I went to school in Manhattan for college for four years and I had the most amazing college experience. It was 
more than I could have ever imagined. I didn't want to go to school in a typical college town with a campus and frats and sororities. That was definitely not my vibe. So instead, I decided to go to school in Manhattan and I lived in New York for four years and it was a tremendous eye-opening experience. And I was very fortunate enough to have a bunch of internships while I was in college and it helped me figure out like what industries I don't want to work in, what industries I do want to work in, what I'm really good at, what I what things I cannot stand doing that I would never devote my career to. And so by the time I graduated, I had a job lined up and I was going to be working in my dream industry and company. So I studied advertising and my first job out of college was one of the top um, agencies in New York. And for like the first year, I loved my job. Like there were definitely moments where I was really stressed and I dealt with imposter syndrome and I had no idea what I was doing. But overall, I had an awesome team. My boss was amazing and such a great mentor. I had a lot of friends on my agency. I had such great relationships with the creative team and the strategy team. And like overall, it was fantastic. But then after my first year, I moved to a different team and the experience was completely different like I naturally get along with everyone I'm not trying to be conceited by saying that but like I always try to make people feel good and even if I don't vibe with someone like I'm always just genuinely kind to them and so I'm able to easily make new friends easily make new relationships and so from the outside you know or even the inside, I had great relationships with my new team and my manager, but the work I was doing was debilitating. It was like the most uninspiring, unmotivating, dreadful day-to-day. And I had no boundaries. I had to work all day on Easter last year. And Easter is one of my favorite holidays. Weirdly, I love going to church. I love just being with family. I love the energy on Easter. I love the spirit the springtime and wearing like cute outfits and whatever and I had to work from 10 a.m to 11 p.m which was so fun and although I had a really good relationship with my manager at the time we were so incredibly busy that we would be on zoom until like 10 11 o'clock at night sometimes and zoom has this weird feature that promotes the lack of boundaries in my mind. It's basically like a FaceTime where if you're logged into your Zoom, someone can invite you and like automatically calls you and your laptop rings in this really obnoxious sound and it's really intense. So long story short, no boundaries, hated the work I was doing. The company itself was fine, but like I just, I didn't feel like I was exercising the right parts of my brain and I need to be inspired and I was not. And so I felt very stuck and I had these moments of doubt because I was thinking to myself, is this what I signed up for? Like, is this, if I can't handle this at the age of 24, how the hell am I going to do this until I'm 62 or whatever the retirement age is in the US? And I kept going back and forth of like, okay, do I quit? Do I find something else? Is, Is this the right industry? Is this the right city for me like I was all over the place and I was 
constantly spiraling because every morning I would wake up and dread logging on to work. I would dread going into a meeting. I would dread everything. And I was that person who was like counting down until Friday to enjoy life. And that is not me. Like I am someone who likes to enjoy every single second of my life. Your weekends, it's your date, your day-to-day is what counts. Not like, not your weekends, not your trips, not your vacations, not any of that stuff. It's how you spend the little moments throughout your day. And I was just waiting for the next weekend or the next trip I was going to take on. And I hated that I was in that headspace. But I knew that I couldn't stay in that toxicity for any longer. Like, it, it was no longer serving me. Like, I felt what I needed to feel. And one day I told myself, okay, I'm not happy here. But what I do know is that this is going to be a profound awakening for me. This is going to, this is the thing that I needed to shake me up a little bit. And I knew that. I felt it. But that's also daunting, right? Because you're like, okay, this is a low moment and a lesson's going to come to be, but I just want to get to the next stage. Like, I just want to be at the happy point already. And again, you create your reality. And so when I was going through that negative job situation, I was like, okay, I hate my job right now. Like, no doubt about that. But what can, what kind of job do I want to have? And so what I did was I wrote down a list of the things I wanted to feel at my next job. So I wrote, I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel inspired. I want to feel powerful. I want to feel like I have a voice because I do. I want to feel motivated. I want to be surrounded by entrepreneurs. I want to X, Y, and Z. And then after I made my list, I flipped it and I wrote, I am feeling inspired at my job. I am feeling motivated. I am surrounded by entrepreneurial spirits. I am blah, blah, blah. So kind of shifting it into a words of affirmation as if I already have those things and I'm experiencing those things. And guys, I kid you not, three months later, I, or actually, let me pause. So I made this list and then I felt empowered to start applying to new jobs. And I had a bunch of interviews. I think I interviewed at 10 different companies. And because I was so intentional and clear on what I wanted to get out of my new job, anytime I would be in an interview and I would realize, huh, like, I don't think this is the place I'm going to feel inspired. Or I don't think this is the place that is surrounded with entrepreneurial spirits. I would just end the Like I would close the interview, I would say, you know, great speaking, like looking forward to the next steps and then I would never follow up with them or I would just tell them not the right fit for me because I knew it wasn't exactly checking off all the boxes that I, in my heart, I knew was what I desired. And then two months later, I interview at this other agency, met with the guy who is now my boss our meeting was supposed to be for 30 minutes. It ended up lasting, a, a, I was going to say a year and a half, <laughs> like an over an hour. And it truly, in within two days, I got the job of my dreams. Higher salary than I wanted or that I requested, higher title than I requested. And I'm 
so beyond happy and I've never felt more like exactly where I need to be when it comes to my career. And so the point of that story was that for months I was in this rat race of do I quit? Do I not? Why am I unhappy? Why is this job not what I wanted? Why am I not feeling appreciated? I hate my job. I don't like where I am. I don't like the work I'm doing. And in this like hatred towards my career, but it was actually the point where it it was it was the moment that I realized what I really did want to get out of that category of my life. It's the it was those low moments where the low moments are what fueled me to wake up, face reality, and figure out what it is that I actually do want to do. And here I am, eight months later at my current place, and I'm feeling on top of the world because I truly love my job. And it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I was rereading through my journal and I came across the list that I had written over a year ago of like what I wanted to get out of my job. It is exactly to the T what I am experiencing right now, which is mind-blowing. So that's, a, that's one example of a negative experience turning into a positive. I went from a low to a very, very high high. Another example is apartment hunting. <laughs> this is a bit more lighthearted, but um and this I don't know if this is going to be as relatable, but I'm sure the again, I think it's a good example. So, as I mentioned before, I went to school in New York for 4 years. Upon graduating, I decided to move back home to New Jersey for a year because I wanted to save some money and kind of get myself off the ground before I paid $2,000 in rent because New York is very expensive and advertising does not pay the best. Um, So what happened was I was living at home and my plan was to move back to New York a year later. So summer of 2020 was when I was planning on moving back. But COVID happened and I was working from home and there was absolutely no reason for me to be back in New York because everything was closed. And so I kept delaying my move back date. And by the time I decided, okay, now I'm ready to do so, all of my friends had roommates and I would have had to live alone, which at first I was, this was last January, so January 2021, One of my best friends and I, who is my childhood best friend, we've been friends since we were four years old, um, we planned to move in together in the spring. And that was the only person that I knew I could live with who was on the same timeline as me and who I wanted to live with too. Long story short, our timelines were a bit off. Like she needed to move back to New York earlier and I was actually pushing my moving date until the summer of 2021 because I was looking for a new job at that point and wanted to know where my new office was. And so she ended up living in with or moving in with her college friend. And in that moment, I was panicking and freaking out and so sad because she was the only roommate that I had. Like if that didn't work out, there was no way I was going to be affording a studio. And I was 
so sad for probably like a week and a half and it wasn't her fault it wasn't her friend's fault like it was just more so circumstantial and timing's fault (laughs) um but I was really really bummed about that and I didn't know what I was going to do next and then I had a whole deep talk with my parents about it and they were like you know what like it's only January if you stay at home for another six months you'll be saving so much money and then you could be you could afford to move into a studio and you could pay for it yourself. And I was like, okay, that's like, that's a good plan. I I agree with that. It's still like, I'm still working from home. That makes sense. So fast forward to summer 2021, me looking for an apartment. Impossible because COVID prices were no longer a thing. And when we decided that I could quote afford a studio, it was with the COVID pricing in New York, which was like a 12 month lease three months free and you would get a studio for significantly cheaper than what it is now and the prices just kept going up through the summer into the fall into December and at that point I was like okay like I I can't afford it like I can't move out my parents were not going to support me with my rent I wanted to do it on my own I had no other person to room with like my life sucks, you know? Like, I need to get out of my childhood home. I love my parents. I love my family, but I'm feeling stuck. I feel like I'm a bird in a cage and I need to just soar free. And I'm, I can't do that. And for me, environment is very, very important. And I'm very grateful that my childhood home is a beautiful home. I have a great relationship with my parents, but I need to be independent and I I needed that freedom back, especially because I was used to it when I was in college in New York. So December comes and I'm looking for an apartment online, can't find anything, really bummed about it. And also the worst thing was like every time I would see my friends, they would ask me, so like, when are you moving in? Like, have you found a place yet? And every time I would be like, no, I can't find one. Like everything is so ugly or expensive or not worth it because it's in a like shitty location and I was sick of repeating that same story right and so one day in December I broke down I was crying like I took a shower I was crying in the shower I was listening to Bonnie Vare and feeling my feelings and I kept thinking like this sucks like why is it so hard for me to find an apartment like why can't things work out why can't I have more money so I could afford my dream place why 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 And then I had that aha moment of like, okay, this sucks right now, but you're going to learn something soon. Like be open to the lessons cutting. Like soon you'll, you'll see why this is all happening. You'll understand why your best friend and yours timeline didn't work out last year. And, you know, she moved in with her college roommate. You'll understand why the rent prices were going up and you weren't able to find anything in the summer. You'll understand why now that you can quote afford it, you can't find a good apartment. You'll learn something. So just be open because a breakthrough is soon on the brink. Fast forward to the to Christmas. I was looking online for an apartment. I stopped looking in New York. I ended up looking in New Jersey just for shits and gigs. Like I, at this point, I was so open to living anywhere where I was like, okay, let me just see what's available. Long story short, I ended up finding an apartment for sale. So I wouldn't be renting. I would be buying. And instantly, 
I saw the video on YouTube of the unit and I immediately pictured myself living there. Like I pictured myself making my morning coffee with my Smeg coffee machine. I pictured myself sitting on the patio meditating. I pictured myself in bed overlooking the skyline of New York. Like I pictured myself experiencing and living in that apartment. And I quickly sent it, I sent it to my dad and I was like, dad, I found my dream apartment. And my dad has been wanting me to buy something forever. So like to him, this was music in his ears. And because I had saved so much money within the past three years, like I was financially able to do so, which makes more sense than renting because when you rent, it goes to nothing. Whereas when you buy, you have a property, you have an investment and it's financially more responsible, right? Long story short, within a month, everything worked out did all the paperwork, everything went smoothly, got my interest rate before it skyrocketed again, and I now own an apartment, which is crazy. Like, if you told me last year, last January, cutting, don't worry, you're going to own an apartment in a year from now, I would have laughed. I would have been like, what are you taking? What are you smoking? Because that is not the case. Like, there's no way. And Here I am sitting here smiling because that low moment, all of those negative moments with my apartment hunting were so, so damn worth it. And not even for the end result, right? Like, yes, I now have an apartment, which is the apartment of my dreams. But what that apartment search process for the past year allowed me to gain was profound. Number one, I was allowed to spend more time with my parents, which as you get older, you really do start appreciating the dinners you have with your parents or coming home late at night and they're like they're staying up just to make sure you're home safe. All of those little things like they mean a lot because once you move out of your childhood home, it's very rare that you'll move back. Um, so that's one thing that was amazing. Number two, I was able to spend my money elsewhere. I wasn't paying rent, and so I was able to travel a lot. I was able to go to a nice dinner without thinking about it. I was able to shop whenever I wanted and buy the things that were a bit more expensive, but on the quality side, so it felt more of like an investment. So I was really investing in myself and my health. Another thing, it allowed me to really understand what I want from my next home. Like, I don't settle for anything in my life, whether it's my career, my job, the job is your career, whether it's my job, whether it's my friendships, whether it's my wardrobe, whether it's my travels, like, I don't settle because if I'm working hard for to make money or working hard in general, like, I want the best of the best. I don't want a, something mediocre. I don't want something not high quality. Like, that's just who I am. And so... For the past year, after looking at all these apartments in person and online, I learned what are non-negotiables for me. I learned really good lighting is so critical for my well-being and my instant happiness in the morning, so that's a non-negotiable. I love to cook, so I need a nice kitchen. I have a decent-sized wardrobe. I need closet space. I need a win- like big windows in my apartment. I need space to 
to place all of the furniture that I really want to have in my apartment. And by getting clear on these things, I understood like what kind of home I really needed to make me feel good. I, I learned what kind of environment was actually going to f- feed my soul and, uh, and align with my higher self. And unknowingly, I was manifesting this apartment for myself because I kept thinking like, oh, I can't wait to meditate on a balcony or like outdoors in my apartment. And I have a patio, which is crazy. I, if you go scroll through my Instagram and I'll link it in the bio of this episode, you will see so many floor to ceiling windows, like pictures of living rooms or bedrooms with floor to ceiling windows. My bedroom in my apartment has floor to ceiling windows. Like unknowingly, I was sending this positive frequency out into the universe and I literally got it exactly how I pictured it, which is mind-blowing. But it was through, so let me wrap this up, like it was through that low moment for, and it was a low moment for over a year. So if that puts things into perspective, like this category of my life of finding a new home for myself was a very long, quote, momentary negative experience. Like it's not that every day I was feeling sad and depressed and confused about it, but it was something that was lingering in the back of my mind for a very, very long time. But now I am so happy that all of that shit didn't work out. I'm so happy that rent was too high for me to pay. I'm so happy that my friend moved in with someone else. And I'm happy for her because she's also in a really great living situation as well. And so by embracing the negative and the low moments, I am on an exponential high. Like things could not be better. But it's by shifting my perspective because even though in that past year I was feeling unhopeful or if I was feeling sad because nothing was working out, deep down I knew and I believed everything was happening for a reason. I knew it was going to be a blessing. All I didn't know was when I would realize it and how. But that's the beauty of life. You know, you never know what's going to happen in an hour from now, in a day from now. And that's why you just have to stick around and see what does happen. To wrap this up, the more we want positive experiences, the more we have this notion that we lack it. And the more we get upset or feel anger towards negative experiences, the more stuck you're going to feel in that loop of negative so what we have to do is feel open to them feel grateful for them shift your perspective on low moments and you have to embrace all of it you have to embrace the highs and the lows because that's when you understand it's It's the highs and the lows that lead you exactly where you need to be at that point in your life. And look, life is a contrast of highs and lows. And we all know this, without darkness, we would not notice the lightness. And a life devoid of any sadness or fear or self-doubt or anxiety or stress or heartbreak or any other negative emotion or feeling or experience you could think of 
A life devoid of any of that restricts our ability to experience those critical lessons. And without those lessons, we can't become a better version of ourselves. We can't realize what's the good stuff that's happening to us. We don't notice, wow, today is really a beautiful day. I had a great day today. Because compared to yesterday, that's why I know it's great. That's why I know it's a positive experience. So I guess I'll end with this. Whether you're feeling low right now, whether you're feeling really high right now, and I don't mean by that way, (laughs) um, feel grateful for wherever you are in your life, whatever stage you're in, and be open to the lessons and the blessings that come with both. And that is how you're going to live a true human experience. And the more positively you look at those things and the more you shift your perspective on what a low or negative moment is, the more the universe is going to respond to you and give you and show you everything you need and you truly desire. All right, guys. So that was it for today. I hope this was helpful. I hope this shifted your perspective on what low moments are. I hope this inspired you or motivated you to look at things differently. And if you're up for it, do like a written exercise or journal about what moments in your life were so negative that actually led to a really awesome positive moment for you. I think the more you backtrack and see like what lessons you've learned that led to your breakthroughs, I think that'll help you become more open to what the future has in store for you. So that's it for today. If you liked this episode, feel free to subscribe or follow or leave a review because I'm very curious to see what you guys think and message me on Instagram with your thoughts or any feedback. I want to make sure that this is as helpful as can be for you guys and I'm very open to constructive criticism. So (laughs) let me know what you guys think and have a lovely, beautiful rest of your day. Bye, see you next week.